this is the Overclocked Podcast. Beware. Hide in your homes unless you're up for a scare. Video game music straight from the morgue. Courtesy of OCRemix.org. This week we discover in our bag of tricks a new album treat from OC Remix. Yoshi Blade brought this monster to life using software and gumption and an old bloody knife. Major Third joins the haunt with a brand new edition of his segment, The Big Ones, now with decomposition. So join us, ye specters, ye ghouls, and ye devils, for the Overclocked Podcast Halloween Special! <laughs> It's episode 44 of the Overclocked Podcast. I'm your host today, Brian, and joining me today is my brother and co-host, Stephen. Hey, Stephen. I've arisen from my crypt to shamble into this room. Are we going to, like, do a rhyming couplet with that? No, I just got up from a nap. For now, I have announced it is your doom. Uh, That's the third time we're going to be rhyming doom today. Yeah, we... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i even slant rhyme doom it's it's not great but uh mm. anyway sometimes we have to make sacrifices hello everyone it's halloween as you can tell it's not november no it, it certainly doesn't feel like november no burn and burn is especially appropriate because i'm complaining about how hot it is outside it, well you know what else is hot the hot remixes we're about to unleash on y'all exactly yes that's the first time i've ever said y'all in my life wow as someone living in texas it's actually fairly surprising yeah but yeah we have a lot planned for this halloween episode um we've got as we mentioned an interview with yoshi blade about his recent halloween album that you were yes. actually on steven oh you're right i was on it um i it was my second official remix oh yep. man that's a spoiler um but yeah, I did some voiceover. I didn't do anything musical, but this was a cool album project yeah. that Yoshi Blade put together for Halloween because it's actually a combo of audio drama and um, remix from you know yeah. SNES games and, and stuff. Yeah, it was definitely a fun project to work when I basically just saw that uh, Yoshi Blade is like, hey, um, we need people to be doing voices. I need to get this out now and I don't have anyone. So I basically just recommended him a bunch of my friends to help um yes <laughs> and yeah so we so we managed to get that done i thought that was really cool i'd love to do any i mean if anyone in the o-series community is looking for voiceover um steven and i and some of our friends are always glad to help with that we're, we're not professionals yes. but as you can tell we just enjoy doing it so we just like doing it. if you want something <laughs> and cheesy after, and fun after our demo reel that we yeah. introduced this episode with <laughs> who i don't know how you us. couldn't hire us after that and before we jump into the remix rewind i do want to point out that matthew tusseroni matthew um, put together <laughs> What? You said Matthew to Cerrone. I said Matthew. It really sounded like Matthew. Hey, we're we're good friends. I can call him Matthew if I want. <laughs> I don't think anyone calls him Matthew. <laughs> Why isn't that a common nickname? Because there's Matt. I don't know. Because it's 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 an in-between ground that nobody wants to stand Exactly. Okay, I understand. It's like well, the point is that well the point is that Major Third has put together a ten minute in-depth look at symphony of the night he really Whoa. pulled it together and got this out in time at least on our timetable for halloween and <laughs> i i appreciate that yeah that's awesome i actually haven't listened to it yet so i look forward to that with everyone else it's really good absolutely and of course you can look forward to our amazing playlist of all halloween spooky music oh that's so spoopy that is spoopy steven and speaking of spoopy 
Let's move on to this week's Remix Rewind. Look out! The last thing you remember before blocking up was a shadowy figure approaching in the road in front of you. You heard your sister cry out as you swerved the car into a tree. You now realize you are alone. Your sister must have gone for help. You fly yourself free at the steering wheel and step out, intent on finding your sister. You find yourself standing in front of an old mansion. It gives you the creeps. This mansion is cold and foreboding. You sense great evil within. Nearby, you find a pendant. As you pick it up, it begins to sparkle. Then... The door of the mansion opens and dares you to enter. You find yourself in front of an old mansion that gives you the creeps, yet you're pleasantly distracted by some very sick beats. Sir Nuts is back to make you dance with will and toe to rock off your pants. Uninvited is the soundtrack of choice, with a familiar friend to offer his voice. Retro synths provide a suitable groove to keep your mind off your inevitable doom. From the crypt, there's a new ghoul in town, and this one comes fully equipped with a clown. From the depths of Yoshi Blade's mind is born, a Halloween album called Candy Corn. It mixes audio drama and music together, like a witch brews her cauldron neath stormy weather. A mansion of rhythm with idiom rooms, pick the wrong door and you'll find your idiom doom.
Castlevania Portrait of Ruin provides ample terror for a monster to stew in. Dance of Madness is Yoshi Blade's take on the strut of a hunter armed with whip, blade, and stake. The pulsating bass makes a wobbly gait, like a one-legged zombie who can't quite walk straight. Yet the beat can't be stopped, and it's coming for you. Don't try to resist. Give in to the groove. Time has stopped as the bell tolls twelve. Down to the sewers we now must delve. There is Yoshi Blade with dub and step. Has he lost his mind? Well, actually, yep. Fritz was here, he scrawled on the wall. Deep under Chrono Trigger's thrall. The music keeps flowing with waves of synth. A time forgotten labyrinth. returns for one last fright, this time from Symphony of the Night. Dracula sums it all up with a line, I never drink wine.
It bleeds EDM and hides from the sun. It sends your heart racing, if you've still got one. Like a vampire after you've cut off its head, you think that it's over. But Disco's not dead. and morgue, head over to ocremix.org. Welcome back, everyone, to another in-tune interview, or should I say in-tomb interview, because that's a scary pun, <laughs> where we talk to music makers about the music that they make. It's me, it's Steven, I'm your host. Where's Brian? We don't know. He must have gotten lost in a graveyard, perhaps in a tomb of his own. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, yes. But there's also um, the venerable Yoshi Blade joining me, also known as Dan. Welcome, Dan. Venerable? I've been... Co- venerable? Uh, oh. I, I just kind of pulled out of thin air. Is that too... Is no, too no, 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 that's perfect, because somewhere a counter that was at zero bumped up to <laughs> one that, that I was called Venerable. <laughs> I, I'm I'm owning that. You can't take it back. It's on record. I've got it. Speaking Somebody of tombstones, you can put it right there. No one can tombstones. No yes. one can disagree. More puns. Give me. I feed off Halloween puns. I'm. I'm. No part of me is joking. I need a certain amount each day, or I will die. Oh, you've come to the right place, my friend. You've yes. come to the right place. Um. So yes. so Dan, could you tell us who you are and why you're on the show? Well, um because who I well I'll start with the who I am because yeah, I think yeah. I know this it's it's a lot of years of studying philosophy and uh thousands of dollars spent at colleges across the land that mm-hmm. taught me I mm-hmm. don't know who I am okay good. um <laughs> no I'm just you know I've always um I know you, you on the spot we have to think of who we are and um what am I with relation to music and whatnot and I can say I am a not a musician um, and I'd like to be known as the first non-musician who it might be a musician. Oh, um, wow, that's the title I was angling for. <laughs> non I don't know. Um, I'm re- I really say that a lot, that I'm not a musician. And, I'll, and people kind of say, well, you make music? And I say, I do? Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I don't know. I just, I've always pieced together bits and pieces of, um, of what, I, what I could know about music and... Um, and I just kind of try and shake it up in a bottle and see what comes out. And most of the time, it's not very palatable, but sometimes it's okay. And other times, it's um, more than okay. What could be described as good. Um, so does that mean you don't have some style that you go back to, or, or do you? Style? Yeah, you know, like hmm. a, a genre you prefer? Uh, is it, does your music, your brand of music have a sound, as they say in the industry? Does my brand? I know, right? Because I've, I've learned one thing 
thus far is half half of, of music is making music and then the other half is trying to brand it label it and um get it out there mm-hmm. and um hmm what would i say my sound is you know i need some more philosophy majors before we get there i need to <laughs> I, I'll, I'll get back to you in about two years and about forty thousand dollars um perfect let me get yeah that's our no, timetable no right now <laughs> um I don't know. You know, the only quote I've ever really um, been able to apply to music and how it relates to the individual is um, I really was into Nirvana when I was learning the guitar way back in 2001. Um, I learned to play Nevermind, all the songs on it, and I loved it. Mm -hmm. And I loved just everything about, um, you know, Kurt Cobain's message. And and then he, he said a quote that really resonated with me. And even though I've kind of moved on, I still like, you know, Nevermind. I'll pop it on every now and then. But um in terms of my tastes, they've definitely evolved. Um, but there was a quote he said about um, somebody once criticized or they mentioned something about his guitar playing. And he said, it's all relative. I can't play like Andre Segovia. But then again, Segovia probably couldn't play like me. And I thought mm-hmm. that was really like a really interesting sort of analysis of it. Because in case for those who don't know, Andre Segovia is amazing at classical guitar. He's consistently ranked the best guitarist whatever you know how they go yeah. online and type in best guitars right. to about a billion lists but um yeah it basically you know he's he's phenomenal on on what he can do and i thought that was really interesting that you don't have to be the fastest or the the most melodic you just have to be your own kind of guitarist or your own kind of musician so i guess if <laughs> 20 minutes to answer a question <laughs> um i would guess if i had to name name my style i'd say it's dan yoshi blade <laughs> that's my style Wow, that was actually that was surprisingly eloquent and also super good advice. You're you're doing great on the interview so far. I'm giving you four stars. We'll see how this goes. Four stars. <laughs> yeah, it goes up to five. Don't worry, you can still get there. Um, uh, what I thought that was a force. Get- oh my god, I'm hurt now. I'm hurt. Hey, I, okay, I, somebody- if we top it out right away, <laughs> there's nowhere to go. We need to have goals in our lives. Oh wow, that's right. You know, I tend to do that, don't I? <laughs> All right, it's okay. Um, Okay, so if that's that's what Dan is all about, what's Candy Corn all about? Because that's the project you've got going on right now. Oh boy, what what is it about? It's 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 the um, deformed love child of Tales from the Crypt and uh, a Super Nintendo. It, it is. It's the, the malformed sort of offspring of it. It really is. Um, I just love anthology style, like like horror tales, you know, like these yeah. sort of things where they're maybe only a, a, a limited connection between them, but it kind of preserves the, the, the insanity of it. Um, tales from the Crypt is a great one. It just, they, they weren't even really connected in any way. Well, the EC comics, I guess you could go back. But really, as an episode, they were all separate, which opened up what they could do, right? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like one story that has to be a horror story every time, or one comedy horror, horror that has to be a comedy horror, whatever you want to say. It was just separate little things that could be put together, and Candy Corn is that. And also, Candy Corn, oh, man, I just... I. Don't give out candy corn. I was going to ask. I was mm. going to ask your feelings on candy corn. Is kind, is that sort of where we're going? Do you have strong feelings about the subject? Loathe, despise, abhorrent, just 
You might as well give out little nuggets of, of rubber with sugar sprinkle on the top. Rubber. It's not even sugar, though. It's it's like sugar is sugar. This is like corn syrup. Yeah, 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 yeah. Color. Oh, I probably haven't this. eaten candy corn in a good 10 to 15 years. Um, good for you, man. That's awesome. Whenever I would get it in my in my Halloween bag, it's like there's no way to transmit it that isn't where you just dump it in someone's bag, and then mm-hmm. it's the candy that you dump out, and it's just loose. That I mean, what do you expect me to yeah. eat it? No, I'm, I'm obviously going to flick it at my sibling or whatever, you know, I'm, I can't, candy corn. Bag. It's the equivalent of the purple freezer-burned popsicle at the very back of the stack. <laughs> Expires like 1996. <laughs> yes. So was the name candy corn there to express the horror of the topic um, while being thematic? Yeah, the the saccharine nature of Uh what I'm trying to do, because you can't talk about just the music. Um, You have to talk about, I I really have to give huge shout outs to my voice actors. I mean, I don't know if I can call them my voice actors. Mm. I I don't know. They're they're independent independent people. Um, Abigail. I, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Abigail Ensley, a personal friend of mine and Brian's. Ensley, Abigail Ensley, expert novice, Joe. Okay, he's got a pronunciation on his website, so if I don't get it right this time, I'm on the I'm on the spot. Zija, I Z- believe, like Z- zebra. Zija, Zia, Zija. I think it's Zija. I'm, uh, Zija. I, it's, you, either I mean, way, he told voice. me personally, so you can completely blame this on me. <laughs> oh, there it is. Okay, then then from straight from. Speaking of the horse's mouth, wait, did I, I didn't just call him a horse. No, I said street. I think you called me a horse. (laughs) (laughs) He's doing very well. (laughs) There we go. His voice, when I was mixing, I had to listen to it again and again and again. And there, his voice is, I've said it before, warm, velvety butter being poured in one's ear. This is so nice. It's been forever since we had a night out. (sighs) Agreed. I just hope the babysitter can handle the kids. Ugh, they get so rambunctious sometimes. Becky's fine. She came highly recommended from the Williams down the street. It's flawless. It's that It's that amazing recording booth he has at his house. Yeah. And I don't know if video game remixers migrate, but if they do, I want to make a documentary and I want him to narrate it. Oh, man. I want him just in March of the remixers. I don't know. I don't care. I just want that. That voice was amazing. He could probably read out the nutritional facts to a Kellogg's um, cereal box, and it'd be pretty entertaining. I should have I should have asked him to do do that and say it was necessary to the project, just to just so I could, if I'm ever having like a bad day, I could pop yeah. that on and just stays um, in your personal library, in my personal library of people's recorded voices. I don't know. That might creep him out a little bit, but oh, well, um, it's a creepy day, my friend. It's the Halloween episode. Hey, you can do whatever hey, that's you want. Right. And I can't forget my other voice actors, Vinnie Mac, um, who actually, you know, basically is the reason I have a, a computer that operates. Um, he, he set me up with, oh, with a nice. computer. That, so shout out to him. And um, and of course, the OCR podcast themselves, the the um, the, the the tag team. Oh, I like the tag. Yeah, team. Oh, wait. that's good. I didn't invent tag team. I'm pretty sure that's been around for at least 40 years. Yeah, it has um, been, but it still fits. It still fits. Some people call um, us the Kelly Bros, if that makes it shorter for you. Hey, I like that. The Kelly Bros. Yeah, like I the like Mario that. Bros. You know, everybody just was just perfect in their voice acting. I, I, I mean, it would have just been, you know, C-level music with, if, if not for the, um, the sort of the, the unifying factor of the, the seamless in between each one. 
I, I say it in the in the in the liner notes of the album, and I'll say it now. I I mean, it just feels amazing to like finally have the voices in your head working in your favor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Just building these little scenelets in your head and and trying to explain them to other people is the is the most heart wrenching thing you can do. Yeah, like oh, it's it's great. No, there's this couple, and they're in a restaurant, and 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 they're having dinner. But wait, the phone rings. Oh, wait, did I mention that that they're worried about the kids? It's like oh, it's painful. Ow. What's the split? What's the ratio between skits to songs on this thing? Um, okay, so some people might try and call me out on this, but I swear to you, the it is two songs to a um to a to a voice skit, and they are all connected. They are all connected. I just I'll say it a third time because three is the magic number. They are all connected. I've always loved the sort of threads that that bind things together. You know, kind of like the One Ring in the Hobbit. Mm-hmm you know, suddenly became the Lord of the Rings. Um, I think they call it Cherkov's gun in, in, um, in literary oh, circles. I haven't heard I, that I one. Know. Interesting. It's, it's like a small object that suddenly takes on much more meaning later on. Um, oh, Rosebud. Oh, wait. Everybody's seen Citizen Kane, right? So I can kind of spoiler alert this one. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's past the spoiler expiration date. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but about 50 years ago is past the spoiler <laughs> expiration date, but it was a sled. It was a sled, you know? It's like wait, is that it? Look, I don't know. I write 20 at uh, 20 second skits. I'm I'm not <laughs> writing novels here. I don't know, you know. Um <laughs> my novel would start out it was like the best of times. It was like the blurst of times or something. <laughs> I don't know. Well, as someone who interviews people, I've realized you don't have to know the answers. You just have to ask the questions. I don't know. And as somebody who's certainly interviewed quite a lot because of, you know, I'm, uh, you know, you're, you're, I'm not going to lie, you're sandwiched in between, you know, uh, you know, MTV and CNN on other sides. I don't know. Is MTV even still a thing? I don't know, but we certainly haven't interviewed them yet. Um, but how did you start this idea? Like, was it, is this your, your Frankenstein's monster or, or was someone else involved in the beginning? Frankenstein's monster. Wow, that is exactly it. I mean, really, wow, you you hit the nail right on the head there. I mean, there's there's basically four classic Halloween costumes: ghost, vampire. Well, I'll say uh, Frankenstein, and well, maybe there's only th- witch. There, yeah, is. there's you only throw four. A witch in there. Maybe the mummy, if you're feeling generous. I mean, that was for a few. You know, I mean, I had to be a mummy a few times. You know, when we didn't have a lot of um resources available right. for halloween costumes right. all you need is some toilet paper exactly and then november 1st you realized you wasted all the toilet paper on and you costume. could have been throwing it into the neighbor's trees what have you done what what a waste of toilet paper to actually use it for its purpose <laughs> especially <laughs> such a necessary purpose but basically yeah that's right on the money the frankenstein i had these tracks that were that were done that just i mean I don't know why I, I write tend to write you know spoopier sort of um mm-hmm. creepy stuff, but it's all telling a story. Um, each track does tell a story, um, and basically that's what happened. About half of the album, half of the songs were good to go. Um, they were ready to be packaged and shipped out. The other half I needed to tinker with, so it was kind of just a convergence of I happen to have these tracks. Is there an album coming up or anything like that? Mm-hmm. And, they, and there was no. Gario, 
an, uh, probably my point man on this. I, I, I don't really know football terminology, but would that be like the quarter? I don't know who the quarterback works really exclusively with. Uh-huh. Do, do not ask one, me about this subject I, matter. Know, is it the, the running back? I, I'm, I'm just going to say the fullback. Okay. That yeah, sounds sure, right. Okay. Um, <laughs> that sounds right. <laughs> um, he was really my point man here. He just, he was leading me through every step of the way and mm-hmm. said, you know, we don't have an album. This is good. These are the fixes you can make. Let's do this. And I did. It was basically a Frankenstein project. It was several tracks that were independently going to be released at some point, you know, you know, some day of the week, you know. Um, and I just said, now's the time is nigh. And um, I put them together. I said, these are the visions I have for the skits in between them. Let's do this right now. And um, I did by, by, by the help of so many, so many people. Yeah, it was a Frankenstein project. It really was. If if you want, if you're saying that if I went from zero to EP or I'm mm-hmm. not sure what the official dev- designation is. It, it it to me it's just a project, but it did. I didn't go from zero to EP here. The the one track I did write exclusively, um, or at least I wrote it. Uh, it was uh, Fritz was here, which has an amazing backstory to it. But Fritz was here was written for somebody for their um for their Twitch channel, and it was it, basically only the first. I think 20 seconds of it. Uh-huh. Um, and I said, I'm going to finish this one for this project so I can have one, at least one song that sort of was formed with the album. Um, and that was Fritz Was Here. Are you the kind of person who likes having deadlines and something to shoot for? Like, does it stop you from cycling that over and over again? Or does it, like, hinder you and stress you out? I'm paraphrasing here, but I think I like the sound deadlines make when they whoosh right past your head. <laughs> um no, I, 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 I guess deadlines are a good thing because, well, you actually have to have a project, a product. Yeah. That's the best advice I ever got was if you're ever doing anything, especially with music, sit down, say, I have one hour to do this. And if you spend 55 minutes staring at the keyboard and five minutes, actually, and you, and then in those five minutes, you get an amazing idea. Stop. You gave yourself the hour, go do something else, come back. Um, mm-hmm. I recognize it as a, as a very valuable and viable form of, of, project um creation is time frame get it done stop they always say if you're ever lost in the woods don't go looking for civilization stick to where somebody knows you were you know um and that's that makes sense i think that fits in here yeah that's actually i think that's perfectly well said i totally agree with that and it it also works uh, because if you practice that enough you won't get quite as lost when you step into the woods later on and you can sort of find your way out whenever you need to well not whenever Uh but more often than not that's right you know this is true this is true this is this is we've gone five minutes without a pun my skin is starting to turn yellow here from from build up um which pun would you like me to use oh Oh, sorry i panicked I'm on I'm on the spot and I can't think of one. Oh, <laughs> Don't worry, man. I can edit all this out. That's true, that's true. I just I love old radio dramas. I love doing voice acting, whether or not I'm good at it. I find it very, very enjoyable. Um so I was really excited to find out that that was the weird direction you were taking this. You know, and um <clears throat> your your um your vocal reading your your reading of the um the, the 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 scientist right yeah you are the scientist you can't go to the protodome the council has the council cares little of the restoration of civilization only to continue 
eking out a miserable existence. If my calculations are correct, the ancient computer located in the protodome should still be operational. The scientist became me and I became the scientist. You know, they, you, can, you can try and tell me that, um, you know, uh, Ewing McGregor is Obi-Wan Kenobi, but Obi-Wan Kenobi is Sir Alec Guinness, and you are the scientist right now. Well, I appreciate that, especially since it seems like my job is safe in, from Ewan McGregor for the time <laughs> <Ewing> being. <laughs> he's going he's gonna, to, I won't be outdone by him. <laughs> he's going to read some part. Well, he can't read for the part. I won't let him. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> so now that you have, you know, um, candy corn in the bag, <laughs> I think that was sort of an unintentional pun. That, that was that was good. Oops, that was, that good. was accidental. Um, the pun committee will accept oh, it. Oh, very good. I uh, got my pun card back. Um, <laughs> do you have anything else planned? Like, do you have any remixes sitting on your shelf that you're going to pull out someday? Many. Um, <clears throat> in terms of L, uh, EPs, L, I don't I don't know. I don't think I, I, I could... Um, do a solo act like this one again mm -hmm. but um i have many 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 um the final fantasy 8 project was an interesting uh sort of thing that happened i tend to vulture and wait when i see an album pop up if it's something i want to be a part of where i take the sort of orphaned tracks that nobody has chosen mm -hmm. or for whatever reason are left off to the side um and i swoop in without much you know telling anybody and i say let me just see what i can do with it and i kick it around that was one of them where there was a, a track that um it was um i believe renoa's theme that remix is is done and i was really i worked really hard on it i, I you know i the ocr is really my only outlet because i i i need that validation in the form of a a yes decision. I, mm -hmm. I need people to tell me I'm good. Tell me I'm pretty. Tell me my music's pretty. <laughs> tell tell you that you could do it better than Ewan McGregor could ever do it on his best day. Ewan McGregor swoops back in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope he never listens to this episode or we're going to be in hot water. <laughs> but no, that yeah. like having just someone else look at your work and give you feedback on it is a strangely powerful <laughs> force yeah i mean the the refrigerator is a nice place for storing food but it's not really the best art gallery <laughs> if you know what i mean um it's it's so that's the only thing i can say with that because you know spoiler alert, guys your mom's always gonna like what you whatever <laughs> whatever you bring home you know i mean it, it hurts to have something like you know not meet a certain standard it hurts um but really Especially if you think that, like, it was, like, the, like, I mean, I get in that mindset so much, I, I, I say, like, yep, a ah, few, few more days, this one's going to be tapping out the billboard charts. <laughs> <laughs> then you go to SoundCloud, you know, six months later, it's like, yes, seven plays, oh, seven. That's seven possibly individual humans who listen to this track. Even though, even though six of those were you when you were, like, out running. <laughs> and the other was your mom, I'm afraid to say she found SoundCloud. <laughs> Grandma got in there, too. Um, but yeah, as, as, I mean, as much as I, I, um, I'm all for the concept of creating for the sake of creation, even if no one else sees it, just the, the act of creation, that's it, really important to me, but it's also really important, especially if you want to get better to start branching out and just letting people see what you're making and whatever it is they think about it. You got to let you go of to. something to do that. You have to. I mean, 
you know, what good is, is, is like the great, the great American novel. If it's just like stays under your bed or, or, um, mm-hmm. whatever else have you, um, you have to put it out there. You have to put it at the proven ground. You have to see what it can do and what you can do to make it better. And, um, you will make it better. I mean, that's, that's all I can say is you will. I mean, Ed Wood, I love, I love just, uh, Ed, Hey, horror, right? He, I think he once said that, um, you know, if you're a writer, keep writing. Your work won't get better, but you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically, that's the truth, that you will get better, but it's not going to retroactively suddenly make everything you've ever done. Yeah, you know, that's good. Brilliant, but you'll become better. Perfect note, I think, to end the interview on. Um, but is there anything else you wanted to mention about the album before we check out? I mean, if you like it, let me know why you liked it. If you didn't like it, let me know why you didn't like it. And please... Try and use all proper spelling in hate mail. <laughs> um, I just—it's just so disappointing getting hate mail that's that's misspelled. Um, just just so disappointing. Yeah, you want to be able to respect the person who is criticizing you. You want to be able to respect them while you're tearing them their apart. Yeah, exactly. Well said and honest. So if people want here, here. to send you hate mail um, or otherwise, uh, where can they find you on the internet? Yeah, where can they find me? Um, well, I don't have a Facebook. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Um, wise decision. Yes, wise decision. I, this this whole internet thing is just going to blow over in a few weeks anyway. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's passing. Fast. You might not be wrong. <laughs> um, you know my my Instagram is um. I know, right? <laughs> he doesn't have a Facebook, <laughs> but he has an Instagram. Instagram. I don't know why I got an Instagram, but what happened was I just started using it. And then it's like the only thing I'm, I have a Twitter, I guess, too, that I, every month or two, I'll put a, I'll put a tweet on there saying, isn't it funny how I don't post anything in a month? (laughs) And then the next month, it'll literally be the same thing. Isn't it funny how I don't post anything in a month? Um, But basically, I think their Yoshi Blade VGM is Twitter and then Yoshi Blade. I mean, look for the one with a bunch of pictures of little dogs and video (laughs) games. And that's probably me. Um, And if you can't find it, we'll, we'll probably put all this and the show notes so there's your shortcut there's the shortcut assuming so, i can find it of course assuming you can find it so i should be expecting you know a few million followers you know if you don't mind you know send send the money to and of course they can find you on ocr the website the forums maybe you've got a profile there you can find yeah yoshi blade just, tunes yoshi blade tunes that's that's a good one i might i might have to remember that. i will remember yoshi blade tunes send me an email uh you ever got a question you ever uh, want feedback? I, I could I could definitely direct you to other musicians who can give you good feedback. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. That's usually my job. I have no musical authority here, but I know a lot of people <laughs> who do. I, I know a guy. I know a guy. That's like that's the that's the pawn star. I know a guy. <laughs> and today that guy was Yoshi Blade. Thank you, Dan oh. slash Yoshi Blade, for joining me. This was a lot of fun. Oh my gosh! Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I really mean that. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm, I'm yeah. psyched. This is this is this is good. This is a good vibe I'm getting. Yeah. Well, you like to keep the vibes vibes good and spooky here on the Overclock Podcast. Um, I think we need to end with a with a scary pun. A scary pun. Yeah, I think we need to find oh, something. Oh man. Um, like how well, about? I mean, mm. you got one. Um, I I could I could fire off the ones that I've already done. That this this album isn't your standard you know um gore on the floor beat pattern oh i like that yeah. one I, I i i that one was okay that was really good um, yeah sounds like well, something out of he, necro dancer i don't know if you played that 
How about how about this one? Um, you, you should stay tuned to the Overclock podcast because we will be Count Bacula next time. <laughs> nope, nope. Call it off. It didn't work. Bail out. Welcome to the Big Ones. A look at popular game music and what makes it so loved. This week is all about the 1997 series changer, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Few games are as equal parts timeless and dated as Symphony of the Night. The game is incredibly fun and still plays well today. The designer, Koji Igarashi, took the side-scrolling action of the Castlevania series, then added the exploration and item elements from Super Metroid. The term Metroidvania is referring to this mixture, which was iterated upon in the similar sequel Castlevanias, many of which were also designed by Igarashi. And while many PS1 games that jumped full-on into 3D are viewed as clunky, ugly, and hard to play today, Symphony of the Night used 2D sprites and limited 3D, so the gameplay and aesthetics still hold up. However, some elements, while still being enjoyable and entertaining, are insanely mid-90s. Most infamous is the voice acting. Die, monster! You don't belong in this world! It was not by my hand that I'm once again given flesh. I was called here by humans who wish to pay me tribute. I suppose it's timeless in its own way. But the focus of today's episode is the music. I don't like doing the last song first in these episodes, but this is the credits theme. Yes, I Am The Wind isn't indicative of the soundtrack as a whole, but the 90s-ness is incredible. I first played this game several years after it came out, and I actually laughed when I first heard this track. However, as far as mid-90s R&B tracks go, you could do worse. Then on the other end of the 90s spectrum, this is the first in-game music you hear. Symphony's music is great, but it takes a little acclimation before you can really enjoy it. The music was composed primarily by Michiru Yamani, the Castlevania series has several different composers for both the classic games and the post-Symphony of the Night games. But if any composer is THE Castlevania composer, it's Yamani. She started with a series with Castlevania Bloodlines in the Sega Genesis. It stays true to the original three NES games and Super Castlevania 4 for the SNES. Plus it's interesting hearing classic Castlevania tracks on a Genesis. The metal influences are there, but it's not nearly as pronounced on the limited sound chip as it is on the more advanced PlayStation 1. Like so many Japanese composers, Yamani hasn't done too many interviews, and many of the ones she has done are hard to find or not especially detailed. But she has stated that she enjoys the progressive metal band Dream Theater, and that she wrote her thesis on Bach, so the Castlevania sound defined in Symphony of the Night makes so much sense. First, let's look at the overtly metal songs. Dracula's Castle is the first theme you hear after the prologue, and it's one of the most quintessentially Castlevania songs ever. 
metal drums and backing guitars with a lead synth, but the occasional pipe organ thrown in. It's far slower than metal tracks usually go, but the beat matches with the kind of slow movement that Al Card has at the beginning of the game. The Tragic Prince is similar, with synth strings backing a very guitar and drum-focused track. It's a bit more driving and reiterates the main theme from Dracula's Castle. But some of the hardest metal in the game is found in the boss track, Festival of Servants. With a driving and distorted guitar, synth arpeggios, pipe organ, and a double bass pedal, this short track doesn't mess around. All three of these songs are incredibly similar to Summit Dream Theater's early songs, and I encourage you to listen to Metropolis Part 1 off of the 1992 album Images and Words. I feel like it's impossible that Yamani wasn't influenced by that album, even if it was unintentional. On the more classical and Baroque side, the influences are all over the soundtrack, such as in Moonlight Nocturne. This features a virtual ensemble with a major emphasis on strings, with the occasional sting of percussion to keep the mood tense. Then Dance of Gold features a more traditionally ominous tone, reminiscent of the Romantic era music, both organs. Plus, this introduces a theme that's reiterated all throughout the game. such as in Dance of Pails. This piece is more Danny Elfman-esque, with its wandering intro and bouncing waltz. As cool as an all-metal soundtrack seems, these softer tracks give the space the heavier elements need so they can be effective without getting exhausting. Finally, I want to talk about reiterated themes in Castlevania. The story of the Castlevania series is all about Dracula being reborn or someone trying to bring him back. So it makes sense that all the Castlevania games after the first call back to the older games in some way, shape, or form. The most obvious way is in the monsters and the general setting, and starting from the third game, music's reiterated. Usually this is in the form of either Vampire Killer or Bloody Tears from the first and second games, but Symphony of the Night doesn't do this. There are reiterated musical themes within the game, but the only explicit musical reference to an older game is in the very first fight with Dracula, when you're playing as Richter. The scene is the final boss fight from the previous game, Rondo of Blood, which also has some amazing and cheesy music. Here's Illusionary Dance from Rondo of Blood. And here's Dance of Illusions from Symphony of the Night.
I don't really have a point here, I just thought it was interesting. The older Castlevanias were straight-up side-scrollers with amazing music and gameplay in their own right, but Symphony of the Night took all the basics from these original games and upped the exploration to create a unique genre that's still active today. I love this game, and the games that it spawned, from the Castlevania sequels and the Game Boy Advance to the more recent indie titles like Rogue Legacy, Guacamelee, and Ori and the Blind Forest. The game is so beloved that fans kickstarted a spiritual successor called Bloodstained. It's going to be designed by Koji Igarashi and will feature music from Michiro Yamani. Symphony of the Night's mixture of music feels a little dated in some parts, but they fit the game perfectly. The mixture of metal and classical influences puts you right in the mood for some horror-inspired vampire slaying. Thanks for listening, and listen well. It's a wrap, like yep. a mummy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for joining us on this episode of the Overclock Podcast, this special, special, spoopy episode that we're all very proud of. <laughs> Brian, Brian has learned throughout this episode that spoopy is a word, and I think he's going to start using it. I thought they were making it up. I didn't <laughs> think it was real. Um, if you want to find other awesome and spoopy things, check out www.ocremix.org. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also go on Twitter to find us at OCR Podcast. You can also email us at podcast at ocremix.org. I was about to read off the wrong email. Oh, don't do that. That would be very embarrassing. I agree. Um, and of course, we would like to thank Yoshi Blade for the very fun interview. I found him to be a kindred spirit. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed it a lot. Um, and of course, uh, Matthew Tuzeroni for the big ones, which is, well, it was a big one this week. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much to both of you. That was awesome. And we're looking forward to next week being able to finish off our Spencer Nilsson interview. Oh, yes. Um, and one little note is that Sin did not do our writing for the Remix Rewinds this week. Yeah. He got snowed in with uh, with work, but that's okay because I like writing poetry. I, is that what that was? <laughs> Ostensibly, yes. Ostensible poetry. All right. We have a new podcast name if we ever want to switch. <laughs> thank you everyone and now it's time to throw it over to the playlist whoa whoa, whoa. no it's not what now it's time to throw it over to the playlist (laughs) all right The playlist demands that you offer up tunes to be sacrificed neath the next week's full moon. Come when it calls and follow the theme. This week, unnaturally, is Halloween. Pumpkin Hill from Sonic Adventure 2 and submitted by Square Evil. 
see a thing, but it's around somewhere. I'm gonna hold my head, cause I have no fear. This probably seems crazy, crazy. Graveyard theory. I goes try to approach me and got leery. Ask him a question and he vanished in a second. I'm walking through valleys, crying pumpkin in the alley. Didn't seem happy, but they sure tried to get me. Had to back him up with a fist metal cracker. I'm hearing someone saying, You a chicken, don't be scared. It had to be the wind, cause nobody wasn't there. I searched and I searched as I climbed up the wall. And then I started to fly, I went in deep. Let it get to me, I'm just gonna creep. Down pumpkin hell, I got to find my lost piece. I know that it's here, I sense it in my feet. The great emerald's power allows me to feel. I can't see a thing, but it's around somewhere. I gotta hold my head, I have no fear. It probably seems crazy, crazy, a graveyard theory. A ghost try to approach me, he got leery. Don't cry, Jennifer. From Clock Tower, the first fear, and submitted by the Im Disc Playlist Podcast. Mansion from Sonic Heroes and submitted by Sofen. main theme from corpse party blood covered repeated fear and submitted by Zachary
adventure of a ghost ship from Castlevania Rondo of Blood and submitted by Major Third. From the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time and submitted by Bola. from Skeleton Crew and submitted by Carlos. This is Halloween from Kingdom Hearts and submitted by Jeff. 
Bones and Bones Table from Pinball Fantasies and submitted by I Know. from Ghost Trick and submitted by Kyle B. been listening to the overclocked podcast next week's playlist is sega cd music brush up on your disc-based history for spencer nilson's return to submit your suggestions or just say sega hit us up on twitter at ocr podcast email us at podcast at ocremix.org or visit us on the forums at ocremix.org this week's lyrical wisdom I'm hearing someone saying, you a chicken, don't be scared. It had to be the wind, cause nobody wasn't there. I search and I search as I climb up the wall, and then I started to fly. I went in deeper.